0: I'm so sick of being in quarantine. Are you? Here's something we can think about while stuck in quarantine. Hi, welcome to Crypto Ramble. I'm Desiree and today I want to remind you about the importance of privacy even while the quarantines are happening with COVID-19. If you've been paying any attention, which I'm sure you have because it concerns your life and limb and maybe not you particularly but people who you care about, I'm sure you've seen people's willingness to allow the government to invade their personal space look at their data to try and figure out what's happening with the virus and keep track of it people are much more willing to do this and they would have been three, four months ago. Privacy is important. And as we've seen with certain events, such as 9-11 in the United States, where government responds to a specific scenario, but then the laws that were created in response to that scenario still abound afterwards, that might happen again with COVID-19. I don't think it's the same kind of hysteria. I mentioned this already on my channel, but 9-11 was a cause for a lot of privacy violations For the USA. That was something that Edward Snowden wrote about in his books. And it's something he's tweeted about again recently now with COVID 19. So I'm just going to tell you what information I found so far. One of the first things that were ruled back in terms of privacy was HIPAA which now allows healthcare providers to do teleconferencing with patients using apps like skype and zoom for example i don't think you could really argue that that's a bad thing but a lot of these services don't necessarily have secure privacy policies i saw someone talking about zoom not necessarily it it doesn't encrypt your data say for example with whatsapp and then you don't know where it's going to be stored in the cloud i'm not trying to make a judgment on it good or bad response to the panic but I am going to say that this could have much farther reaching consequences than are foreseen right now and it's very hard I think for the human brain to think that far ahead in the future because we're just looking at the problem that's in front of us right now. I really think people have a hard time doing that. I think the fact that the virus was able to spread so effectively when it was seen so far from the distance is just the perfect example of that. I've been mentioning it a lot on my Twitter this is a classic example of how the human mind works and how we respond to challenges in front of us HIPAA was one thing another thing was cell phone tracking countries have been using cell phone location data most of the countries over in asia don't really have issues concerning this and then there's also self-reported apps that are being used and we don't know what's going to happen with that data There's a great website. It's gdprhub.eu. Projects using personal data to combat SARS, COVID-19. This page is meant to collect different approaches by government and private projects to use personal data. So I would recommend going here. There's a whole list here, overview. They list contact tracing apps. For example, Austria has stopped corona. A lot of people have been talking about Singapore's trace together because they don't necessarily care about privacy violations. Uh, Germany, Iceland, Ireland most of these are governmental the one from germany is private Austria one is private one's from the red cross switzerland we trace app which is private the united kingdom has a government app i also saw that in the united kingdom there was an app that was downloaded very recently to allow people to self-diagnose or to trace contacts i can't remember which one and then for contact tracing systems israel government is using mobile network data that exists from telecom companies, not sure how to pronounce that country's name, multi-source contact tracing, Slovakia contact tracing, South Korea using multi-source contact tracing, and then there's enforcement of lockdown. Well, that's lots of countries all over the world, but they just have Bulgaria and Greece here. Then there's an enforcement of individual quarantine. Uh, That's in Poland. There's a home quarantine app. There are self-assessment apps. A lot of them aren't listed here They just have Spain Location mapping projects for risk maps and alerts and also statistical analyses where they're using people's data There is a coalition of European countries and Non-governmental and governmental Organizations. It's called the Pan-European Privacy Preserving Proximity Tracing provides standards technology and services to countries and developers that comply with gdpr that have a fully privacy preserving in particular they're trying to generate temporary ids and then only share the information if someone comes in contact with someone else that may have had the virus recently i think they're using bluetooth to do it they have two modes which are explained on the website the first one is if a user is not tested or has tested negative the anonymous proximity history remains encrypted on the user's phone and cannot be viewed or transmitted by anybody At any point in any time, only the proximity history that could be relevant for virus transmission is saved and earlier history is continuously deleted. And then mode number two, if the user of phone A has been confirmed to be a SARS COVID-19 positive individual, the health authorities will contact user A and provide a code to the user that ensures potential malware cannot inject incorrect infection information into the PEPP-PT. System that's a Pan-European Privacy privacy Preserving Proximity Tracing System. The user uses this code, it's called the TAN code, to voluntarily provide information to the National Trust Service that permits notification of PEP PT apps recorded in the proximity history and hence potentially infected. Since this history contains anonymous identifiers, neither person can be aware of each other's identity. So I'm not sure if it's open source. I'm also not sure if it's going to really be used since it's self-reporting. But it's good that people are really trying to make sure that these things are privacy preserving, and there are going to be multiple organizations working on it. But there might be a centralized data server, so we're not sure what's going to happen. And because of everybody's worried about this, they often talk about like their neighbor, for example, or somebody they know being infected. But that's considered personal information at least it was considered personal information what your health status is but notice is everyone is talking about this online that's something like i didn't really think about but then i realized yeah that has to do with privacy really the solution to all of this is having technology that keeps data anonymous there was someone called michael glim Glickman Rockville who posted a comment on a new york times article that made a good point he says that there's a concept created in health informatics called pseudo anonymization created for the purpose of public health surveillance pseudo anonymization allows personal data to be anonymized but it can be returned to its original state under particular well-defined circumstances hence the pseudo prefix the way it is designed is there there's a trusted third-party encryption key with a public and a private part sounds like crypto and data are anonymized, but when necessary, the underlying individual involved can be re-identified using this trust framework. The public health surveillance needs are addressed and personal privacy as well as security are maintained. This framework was created by our ISO technical committee. It's a standards development organization comprised of subject matter experts from 61 countries, the WHO and others. Incorporating this framework could allow us to make our cake and eat it too so that's essentially what they're trying to do with the pan european privacy preserving proximity tracing although they don't say pseudo anonymization the pep pt version didn't mention using public private key encryption but either way either one of those would be good whether or not data was fully anonymous or if it could be decrypted at the source later if you had the correct key That's what we need. I don't think a lot of people are thinking about it. I don't think people actually have the patience for that. And I also think a lot of governments are just bypassing that completely and having people use apps without thinking of the long-term consequences or just using mobile cellular work data that already exists out there. We're going to see how far this goes and just keep it in mind for the future, what gets rolled back and what does not. I'm only focusing on privacy here but there are other issues too when government is given executive powers in order to respond to an emergency. So if you didn't know, now you know what privacy is like in the time of corona. And uh, I guess I'll probably keep you updated and see where this goes in the future, in a few months, maybe. Thanks for watching. If you like this content, please subscribe and leave a comment. Tell me what you think and give a like. Have a good day and I'll talk to you soon.